All right, how are you guys doing? This episode is sponsored by ExpressVPN. We have Willie for a couple more episodes until he has to fly all the way back across the country. I say across, actually he has to fly across the country, but then the world. I hope I can actually bring him back on. Our goal is to have Willie on on a somewhat daily basis, but it's going to be kind of difficult because the guy literally lives on the opposite side of the world. It is 125 degrees where he's at currently, and it's hot. He lives in a dust bowl, so I'd like to get him here. I don't know if it's going to be possible. We're going to try. So if you guys don't see Willie after this, I'm sorry. It's going to be his fault, 100%. 100% going to be Willie's fault. Now, we have a, a few different things that have been happening inside of Ukraine over the last 24-ish hours. We know that, well, I guess outside of Ukraine as well. Russia started doing uh, joint military exercises today, starting today. They're going to be lasting until February 1st, which is kind of interesting because we have talked about this in previous episodes, just me and you, that we do believe that there's going to be an offensive move in, at some point coming out of Belarus. And just as happens to be during the same time kind of as last year. Yeah, and, and it seems like it, it seems way too reminiscent of, you know, January 2022 of there's a military, no, don't worry, it's a military exercise, but then there's equipment being bought in that typically you don't use for exercises. And we've, we've talked about the vehicle markings for Ukraine, you know, the, the Z on the side of them. But we've also seen lots of videos on the back of trains coming to Belarus of like bridge laying vehicles, like a vehicle with a piece of bridge on the back so they can cross rivers, lakes, swamps, whatever. And little bits and pieces like that, all more buying to the idea that, hey, we're gonna we're gonna try and come down somewhere. And there's a lot of military experts believe as well that they need to cut off Ukraine supply. They need to do that. And if you're gonna cut off Ukraine supply, you need to come from Belarus. You need to come from north to south through. You would think they would actually wait though, and not do it in February again. Well, February didn't pan out last time for them. Feb didn't pan out for them, <laughs> but it's going to depend on what the weather is in February. Maybe it's going to be a lot colder this year. I'm I'm not sure, but you know you, you, they might just be staging for another couple of months. They may not be doing anything. They may as well just be you know flexing muscles, having a big troop build up on the border to maybe try and draw. Ukrainian soldiers north to try and draw them from that eastern front line in Bakhmut, place like that, to move them to, you know, dug-in positions around Kiev or in the north of the country and never actually have, you know, the idea to invade. It's just purely to try and move some troops around. I know the Belarusian Air Force and their mechanized units are all going to be involved. I know the Belarusian Air Force is pretty much... I'm going to say it's non-existent. I mean, it's not really... To be honest, what, 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 Belarus, as far as adding men and equipment to, you know, Russia is an incredibly vast country as far as men, you know, fighting age males and equipment. What Russia needs is high end tech, uh, technology. That's what they need. Belarus just has Russian equipment or Soviet equipment and some other dudes. It's not going to really add much combat effectiveness to, to their offensive. All it will do is the tactical location of Belarus. And you know the ability to come north or south through. So it's a, it's a very tactical location, but as far as Belarus's actual military might, uh, Belarus, Belarus won't add, add that very, much. Very, very minimal. Yeah, very minimal. I there's, there's, you got to admit, like Belarus, they do some fun shit though. Have you heard about the inflation in Belarus? <laughs> no, I don't know about this, but so, I, I want to hear. Well, in, instead of having like inflation, we see all around the world. Yeah. Bella, the Belarusian president, he just made it illegal. It's just like, no, inflation doesn't exist. That's illegal. That's awesome. Like, it has no bearing on financial times, economic forums, nothing. It's just, no, no inflation. It doesn't exist here. It's illegal. 
It's illegal. Yeah. How's that even a thing? How's that it's even what, You can do that when you're a dictator, bro. Okay. You can, you can, <laughs> it's, it's like in, um, in North Korea, they just don't have a word for um, like labor camps. It's just no word for it. They Venezuela exist. should have probably listened to the, uh, you can the Belarusian government. Man, I want to be a dictator. I just make up shit. Like, I know. <laughs> either way, either way though, like, like Belarus, like if you ask me, this has all the signs of, you know, what we saw pre the war. And, you know, it's just going to be a build up of troops. We're just doing an exercise. Why would you be doing a major military exercise when you have a war on? You know, you've got a war that is involving hundreds of thousands of people from, you know, the military industrial complex all the way through to the soldiers on the front line. There's hundreds of thousands involved on the Russian side. Why would you be sacrificing tens of thousands of guys who could be, you know, adding to your combat capability? Just Why train. would they be on a training exercise? Yeah. You know, if you're going to train, you should have probably done some of that before the 24th invasion of not just have a 40-mile column that ran out of fuel. Like, that was your time to train was before that. But it's a it's a difficult one but I, in my opinion and this is just completely biased in my opinion we will see a offensive from the north from belarus we we will see an attempt on i believe an attempt on uh kiev again well the, the ukrainian military has also started receiving some of the bradleys i don't know if they're in poland i don't know where these bradleys are I don't know if anybody really does. He could be also already inside of Ukraine because I know the 47th Mechanized Brigade uh, has got them. And this is kind of weird. I don't even know how I found that out. But they've got it. And then the uh, this 47th Mechanized Brigade is actually a new, it's a newly formed unit that doesn't have really any combat experience whatsoever. So I think they're just pushing the the Bradleys on them because from, from me per personally, an individual that does not have any Combat experience is actually pretty good because they're like a sponge. Mm. They're like a sponge. So they don't have any, uh, what's, what, what, what's the word here? Like uh, bad habits already in play. Yeah. So they're able to learn something the correct way. Yeah. To me, that, that's the reason why you would give a unit that has literally no experience or not a lot of combat experience, something like that. So they can soak it all in and this is like their little baby. Yeah, absolutely. And that's why we see in, in militaries all around the world when they've got a new duration of vehicle coming in, they don't, retrain crews they hire new crews yeah. i know it annoys the hell out of people but in the military where you know you need to learn things nothing is that difficult it's just you need to do it second nature because you will fall to your level of training so you need to you know train and that just be absolute second nature for you to do but yeah these bradley's I, I would say that they're not in Ukraine yet because at least the videos I've seen, they they're be. with uniformed yeah. Americans inside. They have to be in Poland, and they're not. Right? They're not. Yeah, they're not going to deploy that. And well, they're definitely not in America because <laughs> there's been plenty of videos of uh, the Bradleys on ships moving in and people giving credit to uh, the American Army logistics, which is which is the backbone of the U.S. Army. The, the logistics in America is insane. The no, ability to pick uh, up. No one has any idea how, 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 how crazy it is. When I was it's in, insane. we would move, or I would say, I'd say we, I wasn't a part of the movement. We, they just move them down. It's basically a bunch of civilians, honestly, mm -hmm. that do it, contracted. But you would see trains yep. that would be, I don't even know how many tens of 20s or 30 miles long, and it would just be Bradleys and tanks. Yep. And you would literally see them go from Georgia to California. Mm. And they would just go all the way over for training exercise, they get unloaded, then reloaded, and then back, and then unloaded, and then put on a ship. Mm. And then they'd go over. Yeah, and, and something you and I both noticed of this video, it's like a selfie sort of video in the inside yeah. of the Bradley, is the BMS or Blue Force Tracker, depending on what side of the fence you're on calling it, which is like a battlefield, well, BMS Battlefield Management System. Now, 
maybe it's not going to be in the maybe it's going to get stripped out i don't know but those systems it, it's like a, a thick ipad in the front of a vehicle and it's like a live map so if i see a bomb go off i can just go on the map like yep that was at this grid reference put it in and then every other vehicle helicopter pretty much any other asset in the who's equipped with this can see it update instantly and those, those systems were used all through Afghan, Iraq for the whole coalition. Especially iMessaging before iMessaging was a thing. Yeah. And it's it really is kind of crazy. It's real time. If an ID went off, we would see it instantly. If there was a tick or somebody was in troops in con- Like, literally, we can get on there and look at who was in a firefight currently. Mm-hmm. Like, all over the country. You can actually see exactly down to the grid coordinate, what they're getting in, what CAS was called in, who's on station, who's not on stage. Like, it's really kind of cool. It's, like, really up to date. It's like having an old school. Well, I say old school. It's from, I mean, when I was in, they still had it. Mm-hmm. I think we were like the, one of the first groups that actually was getting it filtered through, which was in 12, wow, this was 2010, 2009. Sure, your age, 2008. Mate. Yeah, but, but if that's coming in, there may be some, because look, they never give a, a good breakdown of, of the money going in for no. support. But something like that, you know, if you could refit out, you know, Ukrainian vehicles or other vehicles with these systems. Or the handhelds. It'd be great. Or handhelds. So... But then you have to worry it, yeah. about it getting scooped up. Compromised. Yeah, yeah it, it just depends how often they want to key it and change. They would do it every day. Everything, yeah. 100%. So, they would do it, so it is a pain in the ass doing a lot of that. Like anything, you know, anything encrypted is a massive pain yeah. in the ass to deal with if you drop fills, drop keys. But end of the day. No like, one probably even understands what we just said there. So drop fills yeah. inside of a radio. So you have a radio. So this is a radio. I don't know if Charles realizes this. So this is a radio right here. This little sh- Starbucks cup, okay? Inside this radio, you literally take a plugger, a little plugger or a plugger sometimes. It's called a, we call that a plugger. But anyway, you, you take this thing, you shove it in the bottom of the radio, you shove it in the side of the radio, whichever one you're trying to use, or maybe even the top. You put it in your turn. You literally fill the radio with encrypted messaging so then it can talk to the other radios. And it's changed out every 24 hours or 12 hours, and it's compromised. The entire country will literally, all these things will erase, and then you put a new fill in. That's how America has the ability to have comms on the ground without anybody else being able to get in, into them. It's because literally every single radio is hand jam filmed or filled, every single one of them, and it's literally like the U.S. Usually, it's like the lower enlisted guy that's in charge of it, and he's got to go some stupid class and get a cert to do it, and that's literally his entire job is to go through and fill the LT radio and everybody, all the NCOs. He fills all the radios all the way down. Somebody has the same encryption, and it comes out like every twenty four hours in Afghanistan, a new fill would come out, and that was his job. The comms guy would just go through filling everybody's stuff. It's a massive pain now. It is, but it makes sure that you no one can talk. To, I mean. We, we, there's one time, it's just kind of funny, I was with an SF group out in uh, eastern Afghanistan, and then I had one guy who was kind of an idiot, and he was a comms guy. Just because you're on SF does not mean you're like the coolest guy in the world, or the smartest guy. You might be pretty smart, but you, the guy was a f***ing idiot, okay? So he has a, he has, he has a, he has a, he has one of, he's a guy, he's a comms guy actually, uh, I think he's an 18 Echo, and he was, had, he was in charge of the fill for the entire, everybody was out there. And some lost the actual. Oh, the rascal! The actual. He, he lost. Yeah, he lost yeah, the as, actual thing <laughs> that fills the radio. Yeah, that's bad. They and he, imagine this: this fucking idiot cost the entire country of Afghanistan literally to shut down comms for like however long it was, and then reset everything all at once because mm-hmm. he lost it. But that's also not that uncommon either. It is we, for an SF guy. We did the well. I mean, someone guy, in our troop this, of you know, you know how uncommon that. this was. This some bitch had a fucking. There was a instantly when they found out that this guy had dropped Phil for the entire country, he was relieved, relieved, and sent yeah. back. And yeah. SF guy by him, like, imagine that you show up. I'm the fucking idiot that literally did this to the entire country. 
He had to show back up to the main base like that. Yeah. And he got stuck on fucking talk duty the rest of the year. See, we had a dude on the back of our um, Bushmaster vehicles. Like, they're like a, a similar, sort of like an MRAP vehicle. We had a dude put like his 152, like radio on the back, like on the and back it step. Took off and it drove off and it fell off. But what happened, and this is how like protective they are over this sort of stuff, was the guy look, just looked in the mirror and saw like an Afghan soldier running after us with the radio. But as soon as that had been touched, it's compromised. Like, realistically, what would he need to get the fill out of that radio? A, a room-sized supercomputer. <laughs> that is realistically what you'd need. Yeah. But as soon as it had been touched by someone who's, you know, not allowed to, to touch have it. that stuff, yeah. same same with the Turks. Every time we moved the Turkish in our vehicles, if, if we had to take them to the medical centre or wherever, we had to get, like, black, black bin bags and put them, or trash can bags, and put them over all the radio stacks and make the vehicles because the Turks aren't allowed to see it. And Turks are in the Turkish are in NATO. That means you guys just don't trust the Turks. <laughs> I mean, I've never actually and worked directly with them. You guys them, so. do? No, I have no idea. I've never when worked. I, when I was with in Afghanistan, I've we, worked with we, you guys. We had we had Turkish on the same base as us. No, and their like standing operating procedure on um, like a base breach, like a base overrun, was to stand out the front of their room with none of their stuff on because they have paid the Taliban an amount of money not to kill them inside the bases. Yeah. Well, I was so, never, so we, we were like, what are they doing on our base? Like, yeah, I never had that yeah. problem. Oh, I, 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 well, I was never on any big base. I had like tiny ass camps and shit. I was on a base for a couple of weeks in between and it was miserable. The rules of those officers like to play because literally when I went overseas, they have nothing else to do. They just put rules in play. You're like, do you have anything to do with your life? Yeah. And you don't, yeah. you're just looking for some stupid ass OER bullet. So if you guys are using the internet right now without ExpressVPN, it's like walking your dog inside the public without actually securing them on a leash. Most of the time, you'll probably be fine. This is true, depending on where you're living at. But if one day your dog runs away or gets dog-napped, I guess that's a, a thing that actually is going on, dog-napped, that might be a thing they're doing Dogs down in Australia. Dogs are very expensive, mate. Dogs can be expensive, yeah. It's better to be careful, especially when it's simple and is using this ExpressVPN. Every time you guys connect to an encrypted network in cafes, hotels, airports, etc., your online data is secured. Any hacker on the same network can gain access to your uh, information and steal your personal data. But ExpressVPN creates a secure encrypted tunnel, like a little tunnel, like a little little passageway on side of your device so when you're on the internet they cannot get it okay i'd actually well i'd say it'd, it'd take a hacker with a supercomputer we were just talking about over a billion years to get past expressvpn's encryption expressvpn works on all your devices phone laptop tablet and even your smart tv and it's so easy to use all you got to do is fire up the app click on the button and you guys are protected myself big big factor for, for when i'm traveling uh, I can watch Netflix shows in certain countries when I'm not supposed to be watching my guests. You know, it's flip on ExpressVPN on back in the States because I want to watch my episodes. Like, if you want to do that, if that's your bad habit, you can use it for that. But right now, you guys can get an extra three months of ExpressVPN right now for free at expressvpn.com forward slash Rob. That's expressvpn.com forward slash Rob. Hey, check them out, expressvpn.com forward slash Rob. They'll be at the very top of the description. So the Russians have also decided it was, it was probably a good idea, which uh, it's just maybe the Russian mentality. They were going to send uh, missiles into a residential building in Dnipro, uh, actually just on the opposite side of the river, I guess. And it's currently over a dozen. I think it's currently over a dozen or right now. Civilians are trapped underneath the rubble. The casualty numbers as of today are sitting at roughly 70 wounded and 20 KAA that they have found. I'm going to go ahead and overlay some video and some photos for you guys. Uh, just how bad this strike is. This is not something that we haven't seen before. Well, of no, excuse me, did I say that correctly? This is something we 
I think I said that incorrectly. We have seen this before. We've definitely seen it before. You know, it's I think I said that incorrectly. We've all seen before again and again and again. And I actually think that that casualty is is low. Like what I was looking at only this morning was 35, at least 35 confirmed dead. Right now? From that. Okay. But well, which is the numbers are going to continue to change. Like, yeah. like look, look at those blocks, buildings that you've got on those whole, you know, concrete tilt slab buildings has come down. It's actually, you know what's kind of crazy about this? It's a so they're... This, the, the industry, um, I guess you would say, the Soviets, because these are Soviet-made, mm. they're so stout mm. that a section could be hit by a missile, collapse, and there's still some standing. Yep. Yeah, well, um, well, this was the thing. In the Soviet Union, they were absolutely paranoid about you know West invasion. So Which is ironic. Th- this is one of the reasons we've seen in Lake Kiev not as many civilian casualties as you would in most other cities in the world. Every bridge is rated for a, like a missile strike. This is why the bridges aren't easy to take down. I guarantee if we just went and rigged some C4 in the bridge down the road, here, no, no bridge. But the reason we're having... Probably wouldn't say that too loud. Australian yeah. company is about to take a flight out. Don't worry, no bridges are going to be damaged. And there's no no bridge damage. But <laughs> the bridges in Australia and America are not going to be built to the same spec that these were in the Soviet Union because they wanted them used as some sort of shelter. All these buildings have basements and a lot of the basements are built to the spec off a bomb shelter. It, it, it is one of those things that is a, a Soviet hangover, but you'd never think that it would have happened. But here we are. It's being used. And, you know, a lot of people have been saved by that architecture. Which is ironic because it was done by the Russians who are now hitting that same arch- yeah. architecture. See, I even got told, and I could be wrong, but I got told from another journalist that all the, like, in Ukraine, they use like a weird cobblestone on all the up roads in Kiev. And what I was told was those cobblestones are specifically used because in the winter, a steel-tracked vehicle, like an older tank track, will not be able to climb those cobblestones because of how the like um, how the ice freezes in between the cobblestones. A tracked vehicle cannot get any like purchase on it and actually drive up. That's what I got told. That's why all the roads in Kiev that go... If you notice this, yeah, yeah. and yeah, when you go to Ukraine, you know all the roads that go up or down, like up or down a hill, are all cobble. And that's what I was told was because then a tank can't get up or down it. I'm happy to be wrong, but that, that's what I was tracking. But these countries were built for war. You know, back in the day, they you know, a lot of bomb shelters, a lot of you know um, places made to survive hits. It's crazy. The cobblestone thing. I wish there was someone who could actually verify oh, that. I wish we could verify that. That is actually really insane. Yeah, when, when I got told that, it's like Switzerland. Every bridge, railway, um, tunnel, everything in Switzerland, they can cut off Switzerland in the push of button. Like everything, all the tunnels, it is rigged to blow 24, 24 hours a day. Everything. They can cut off Switzerland, one button, no road, no rail, no tunnel, no nothing. You can only come by air. Didn't know that. There's country, yeah, man, there's countries completely built for war. Like Switzerland, man, that that's like, it's like America on steroids, but not with Americans. They're the most guns in the world. And then if you like go and train in like the artillery corps, you will have, and if you live on like a farm, you'll have like a farmhouse at the back. With like a full-on howitzer in it, and if you get invaded, it's your job to like man that like gun. Man, Switzerland's cool. Like, look, look this up because I know this is this is one hundred percent right. Switzerland has rigged to blow every tunnel, bridge, railway into the country. They can cut it off completely. And what are you going to do? Paratroop into one of those mountainous countries in the world? That's not going to go well. Like, so you know. <laughs> no. That's it's wild. Point. There's countries that, and I yeah, think this happened after World War Two. We Everything should, we should have World more like that. I, I think. I'm not sure how America is, but probably similar to us. us. Like we don't have we don't have much. I know my and this this is open knowledge. Where I used to work on the Air Force Base had um, 
a tunnel from the Air Force Base to the General Motors factory down the road, which is, you know, say six or seven miles, there was a tank-sized tunnel from the middle of that airfield all the way to the General Motors factory. The, so the Leopard 1s that we had at the time, I don't know if an Abrams would fit down it, the Leopard 1 tanks could come off the airfield and not be seen moving to get repairs at General Motors and come back. And that tunnel, so it's not used anymore. General Motors is now not there. But that was there for that. And the meat, the dog food factory next door to the base had procedures in place for like a 16-hour sterilisation to then pump out human-grade food. So a lot of countries have thought of this, like, stuff. So, yeah. <laughs> America's definitely, hopefully, has done something like that. I would assume they have. But we've uh, also never had any attacks like everybody else in Europe has had. Yeah. Well, we, we haven't either. We had some Japanese bombing, but that was that was about it. I was thinking about uh, you're talking about cobblestone inside. This is this is random random thing, not even anything to do with war or anything like that, but really random fact. So down in Savannah, Georgia, and some of those those towns that are on the that had ports back in the day, mm-hmm. they're all cobblestone, like big round stones. But if you know inside of Georgia, those stones, they're that's not a thing. Yeah. Okay. That's it really isn't a thing. And those stones that are inside all those streets when you're driving, you know what I mean, all the way down. It was actually come from the bottom of the belly of ships from back in the day because that's how they got them to balance. Yeah. They would put all the the rocks in the bottom of them, and then when they would get into port, they would offload them to, for the weight. Yeah, and they didn't know what to do with the rocks, so they tried to building streets with them. So that's mm. odd yeah. fact because there's literally no round stones and like you'll that's all Georgia's all dirt and bugs yeah, and sh- disgusting tree or disgusting bugs and snakes and. Uh, just sucks. Oh, is that like swamp country? It is. Yeah, oh, it's yeah. real hot, humid, nasty. Like the gnats will get inside of your eyes, and you're just like, "This is this is terrible." I don't need that in my life. It's terrible. It would actually be all inside your beard, and you'd be super pissed. Oh yeah, it'd be. <laughs> it would, you'd have little nuggets of food flying around with you at all times. Now I'm gonna say inside the uh, northern. I gotta actually kick this song right here on the northern portion of the country, inside of Ukraine, inside of Ukraine itself. What I, what I could tell the Ukrainians have actually been making a little bit of progress. Like, I wish I had this thing put up on TV. I actually blame Charles for not having this, this prepped and ready for you today. Uh, but here in the northern part of the country, the, the Ukrainians have been making a bit of, a bit of noise. And specifically, we're talking about Kremina. This Kremina? You know what? Kremina. That's where we're going to keep it up. Right now, the Russians have started to shell the urban areas of the city itself. So it's mostly going to be on the southern side right through here. I know the Ukrainians have also made some some progress on the outskirts, on the north, in the, or excuse me, the northwest and the western side of the city. So now they're actually moving through the... The force was some oomph, I guess you would say. If the Russians started shelling inside of the city, that probably means that the Ukrainians are now starting to push through or possibly pushing through. Um, I don't know if that'd be true or not, but I know the Ukrainians have also had contact within the city itself. So it seems like there is a possible breakthrough on the southern side of the city right now, which is probably about the only thing that's really happened in the, the, the northern part of the country because most stuff is actually going to be happening down in Bakhmut or Bakhmut. So shifting down here into Bakhmut, this is uh this is one of the areas where for for some reason you were talking about this morning a Ukrainian source I guess you would say we'll say quote unquote source a Ukrainian some individual has been stating that there's still Ukrainian forces working inside of Solidor and they're in, yeah. they're they have positions held in there that is I don't think that to be the case I, I really I personally don't it's I don't just know. it's not the case it was the like Kiev Independent you know that's like oh, the big, yes, big yeah. Ukraine source that you know we still you know there's still like people working inside the city from Ukraine and. The videos, the pictures, the maps, not nothing back. There's no no like credible information that actually backs that up. And the problem is, you know, when you release propaganda like this, everything else is a boy who cried wolf. Everything else starts seeming like bullshit. 
You're like, yeah. hang on, hang on. Because everybody else is the same thing. The salt mine's been taken. Salt mine's been taken. They're well on the other side of the city. They're, yeah. There's positions in the area, you know, 100%. But if you're saying they're inside Solidar, that's that's untrue. Yeah, I don't, I don't think that'd be true at all. I do know inside of Bachmann itself, right through here on the, I guess you would say, oh, actually the most northeastern edge, the Russians have actually been able to penetrate the city just a tad bit. And I'm not really entirely sure why no one is even talking about this either. The same people, I don't know why they always... It's kind of weird because they all, when, when the Ukrainians do something really good, that's like the only thing they talk about. Well, when the, the Russians start like doing something like this and starting to, like this tiny little gap that they have started to create could be some issues or it could not be some issues. But this just happened yesterday. I'm not sure. I'm not, like I said, I'm not entirely sure why anybody's not talking about this. I know the Russians are hitting Krasnohora pretty hard right now. And they're trying to, I'm going to say they're trying to come up with some type of a game plan because this main intersection is going to be the main thing, main focus for them over the next coming weeks to months. I don't really know how long this is going to take. I mean, right now, if you guys would have told me that maybe three months or so deep, I don't think it's about three months now, into trying to take this area, I would say I, I wouldn't I wouldn't believe that because, I mean, this is, this is taking forever, like forever. And the amount of men that they've lost in this area – but they have finally, the Russians have broken through the northeastern side of the city right now. I don't know if that's going to last for very long. I, I, I don't know. I know they've been able to actually penetrate through the, east, the northeastern side, which could be some indication that it's not really going too hot, but they could be pushed out at any point. Now, I, before we actually started this episode, I don't know if this is true, but it could be as of right now. This town right here has apparently been taken by the Russians. Do I think that's to be true? No, because it's coming from some crazy Russian sources who are usually about, they're right about 2% of the time. But that's pretty much that. That's pretty much what's going on in the city of Ukraine. I know that the north, or excuse me, the southeastern side and the eastern side of the country, other than this portion, has not really seen anything. The Russians are going to attempt to take this road at some point. I would assume that's probably pretty high on their agenda, is to try to push all their men northwest out of this area to try to encircle Bakhmut as best as they can before going after this this main route over here. So hope you guys did enjoy this video. I'm glad Willie was able to enjoy us. I will catch you guys most likely tomorrow or maybe even the next day. I do love you guys. We're out.